You're listening to Caught in the Web from SoundLouder.com. I'm Joe Benso, and today we catch up with Liz Pajeski, head of marketing at High Road Touring based in Seattle, where she's busy creating opportunities for her roster of artists that include Wilco, Portugal the Man, Phoebe Bridgers, Ween, Brittany Howard, and many more. Liz shares her deep insights on the ways musicians are navigating the new reality of touring in the time of COVID, as open venues are limited and artists are looking for new ways to reach their fans. We talk about which platforms are best to stream live performances and what the future looks like by redefining what a touring artist is these days. Lots of great tips for new and established artists alike. And as a special bonus for the first time, we're giving away some merch from the Sound Louder Vault to a lucky listener who is able to correctly identify the artist and songs in our episode. Hint, Liz shares her must-listen-to artist pick with us to be included in the Sound Louder playlist later on. Just send your answers to music at Sound soundlouder.com and good luck please enjoy our conversation sharing it with others is appreciated and it's a great way to support our guests the artists and the continued production of this series and as always you can find us online at soundlouder.com here is our conversation with liz pajeski so liz thank you for joining today thank you for having me I know things are starting to ease up a little bit with uh, the COVID situation, but you as head of marketing at High Road, what are the challenges you've faced? I assume you're working from home still. And what's the biggest thing that has come up now that you've had to adapt to besides just working from home? Uh, I feel like I have taken on a new role that I didn't have previously. Um, on, a, on a normal day, I work with all the agents and I handle the tour marketing. So when the agent has can finish the routing, they send it to me. And then I deal with all the marketing and the ticketing and the advertising for the tour. And now that touring has been placed on hold, I've reached this adaptation mode into how can I almost reinvent my position here. I have spent an mm-hmm. incredible, incredible amount of time researching all of the live streaming services that are out there and providing resources for our agents so that they can take them to our managers. Tons of phone calls. I feel like more phone calls than I've ever had in my life and just talking to people to see mm-hmm. what everybody is working on, how everyone is adapting during this time, what resources are out there that we can use. So I feel like instead of marketing a traditional tour, now I've reached this educational standpoint where I'm reaching out to all the streaming sites to make sure that I have all the information. So when our managers approach us, and I feel like a lot of them are in different places right now. Some of them were way ahead of the streaming game before this happened, and some of them haven't streamed at all before. So it's been really fun Mm -hmm. talking to some of the artists and some of them who have managers on how they can utilize all these resources during COVID. So yeah, it's been Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit of Mm -hmm. a different day to day, but um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, it's good to be challenged. You work with a range of bands from Wilco, Patty Griffin, Brittany Howard, Portugal the Man, and some of them have larger audiences than others and are able to access or have had more experience in the digital space. 
a lot of the live streaming is taking place in people's uh, own own homes these days, and so the landscape is basically just flattened in terms of the available resources to a large band or a small artist. What are the opportunities there that you see, or have you seen any, let's say, bright spots? And do you see things moving forward in the future, more of these live streaming events? And what are the things that are getting you excited about live streaming online? Where are those opportunities? I have been really enjoying seeing how creative all the artists have been getting during this time. I think that it is a challenge for them to get more creative and to get more innovative because some of them are playing different shows every night and some of them aren't. Some of them are playing the same show every single night. And so I've really welcomed the creativity that I have seen um, within high road and outside of high road in terms of what artists are doing um Mm -hmm. it's been interesting to see (laughs) how the streaming has been introduced to the drive-in models that have come up Mm -hmm. but then also Mm -hmm. the artists that are playing inside venues that are playing to no crowds and then they're zooming in fans and taking them off mute so they can clap as if there is a live audience in there branding and sponsorship side will eventually become a little bit more prominent. I feel like right now everyone's still kind of trying to figure out what it is that they're working on or what they're going to do, but I can see that avenue opening up tremendously in conjunction with the live streaming. And then from a a general view of just some of the music tech stuff that has come up such as seated they're doing reminders for shows so think of all of the live streaming that's going on right now i've seen tons of calendars like pitchfork is doing a calendar and billboard is doing Mm -hmm. a calendar in terms of all the streaming that's coming up but they were a pre-sale ticketing company and now they are setting reminders for fans so if you wanted to enter in your email address or your phone number they would remind you that live stream is coming up and I feel like mm-hmm. the most successful ones are the most compelling content out there. And of course, the biggest ones being from Post Malone doing a whole Nirvana cover set and raising $5 million mm-hmm. to Travis Scott introducing, you know, a single in, <laughs> in the video gaming space. And right. that it's right. been making crazy amount of money. Um, it's, yeah, for me, it's in Fortnite, really, right? Yeah, in Fortnite, which is yeah. pretty great, I think, because... <laughs> The amount of money That's I think the I read venue these days. <laughs> yeah, that or Minecraft. <laughs> apparently, there's like a big right. electronic festival that's happening in Minecraft yeah. too, which I think is great. Right. Um, and it, it lends a hand for the electronic artists, which we we have um, we have one DJ on our roster. We don't really have that many, but for those artists who can play solo or individually, I mean, wow, it's just perfect for them to be able to fit into those mm-hmm. platforms. But I think I read somewhere mm-hmm. that Travis Scott made more money in 10 minutes from his virtual merchandise than he made in 12 months touring. (laughs) So those, I mean, of course that's an anomaly, but those sort of things are happening right now, which wouldn't have happened before. The artists are not spending money on all the additional costs for touring. So I've had a few artists mention that they're actually making more money streaming right now than they would at a regular show because of all the associated costs for touring. So yeah, I think it's a great time. 
an artist that's called Soccer Mommy and she's on our roster and she did a video for each city as if it was kind of a virtual tour and it was really cool because obviously any Vivo or YouTube video that you're going to do now for any single that you release can't be possible because of mm -hmm. COVID so I feel like it was a great solution to that she kind of had a hybrid of like a 3d video gaming model for her videos and so she sold a ticket for each one. Oh wow for each city and it had a different song and video, which I thought was really cool and creative. So I think, yeah, the more the compelling content is out there, people were willing to pay for it. And also some of these artists, I think will play with maybe different people than they've played with before because not all of them are in the same location. So I've seen some, some cool collaboration, right. the more creative it's gotten, more people are willing to pay. And then also I feel like some of them just really want to support the artist. They really love the artist mm -hmm. and they want to contribute and feel like they, they love the music and they want to be a part of it to know that they're carrying this artist through this really difficult time. Is there anything that you can share with us, any campaign or artist event, live streaming event that is unique or takes advantage of some of these different creative content uh, opportunities that you're working on now that you that you can share with us? I thought I would share um, a past example that I actually did not put together, but it's for one of the bands on our roster that I feel like would apply during this time and could be a good example for other artists out there. Um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was last summer, Portugal the Man worked with Mike Judge and he mm -hmm. created a commentary before the Portugal the Man set. So it's basically Beavis and Butthead critiquing Feel It Still in their oh, wow. music video. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and the manager had put it together. It was great content that we had. And I mean, basically, Mike Judge had come out of retirement from what I was told to put this together. And mm -hmm. it's fantastic. It's basically just Beavis and Butthead uh, commenting on the lyrics and on the video for Feel It oh, Still. Wow. And yeah, it's great. But I feel like that is something that could be applied to the COVID situation right now as there's so many creative people, maybe, you know, such as Mike Judge, or maybe it's someone else who works in the TV space sure. that could be working together with some of the artists but that was a great asset to have but I feel like more of those things can be possible right now during this time because it's what if you instead of having this for the opening of your concert you could have it for the opening of your virtual tour or or it could be an additional piece of content that you're selling alongside well given this the situation like artists starting out now what advice would you give artists today with your experience in touring and marketing uh, for artists just starting out that they can't go out and perform for people is it just get out there and, and live stream for free and, and build an audience or, or what, what would be your advice? My advice would be to be thoughtful about uh, the streaming that you're doing and possibly even be selective, but more than anything, get creative, mm -hmm. keep creating. The world is your oyster right now. There's no rules to what's mm -hmm. happening at the moment. And I think it's a very 
almost a freeing feeling for a lot of the artists because they get grinded so hard on the road and they wear their heart on their sleeves that now is a time where anything is possible. And I feel like if you're a new artist and you're starting, you can really create a strong standpoint with your music or a message if you want, because I think a lot of what is happening right now is very political Mm -hmm. as well with states opening between the red and blue states Mm -hmm. and the governor's having a certain hand in what's opening and what's not. And yeah, that would be my advice. Just create, 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 don't give up and make it as unique and fun and as you as possible. Well, there's definitely plenty of opportunity to use art as commentary for what's going on in in the world today. So very good advice. Really now, you know, trying to navigate in this, um, in this landscape, are you getting offers that you hadn't considered or didn't think would come, let's say brands coming to you or coming to artists who want to collaborate on on opportunities? Are there new interesting models that you see coming out of this? We've been approached, yeah. We've had, um, at the beginning, there we worked with Lagunitas on um, a live streaming event that they're doing. They had approached us to work with Tank and the Bangas, which was one of our funk bands kind of from New Orleans, mm-hmm. kind of like spoken word funk. They're really great. Those opportunities came a little bit at the beginning, and now I feel like people are waiting to be a little more selective. But I also feel like it will take a turn eventually, and that it's really up to the artist. I feel like right now, I feel like the artist is more in control than ever because mm-hmm. they have to be the one to be like, I want to do this. I want to put this together and I want to make this happen, right. which has been the case from a lot. I've a lot of the things that I've seen, I've kind of reached out. Um, for example, Japanese breakfast who just recently did a tour and she involved all of the local venues on a tour that she had history in the past to kind of make a f- digital footprint on the live streaming she was doing, which I thought was really great, but the artist has to want to do it. And I think once they put anything together and they build something up to a point to take it to a brand that the opportunity will be there. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's also on the flip side, a challenging time for them because they are struggling financially. They're trying to find ways to make money now that touring has been put on hold, And some of them have never used broadcasting software Mm -hmm. before. Um, A lot of them are in different places. So I feel like, if they could package something that was really strong, a brand would be interested, but I feel like they have, yeah, just more control than ever right now to take a hold of their career and how they want to shape it for these next few months. You know, one of our artists, his name is Dean. He plays in Luna and him and I have just been sharing information back and forth and it's been great. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I checked out this platform and this is the nuances that work for me. And then I'm like, hey, I have this call last week with Beeps and I think that might work for you for this mm-hmm. because he had mentioned that he wanted to look into the tip jar monetization on YouTube. And so right. it's been really great dealing with the artists themselves to share information and help them. I think it's really important for them to know that we are here as a resource and we are still working harder than ever to put all of these things together to support them during this time. And the landscape has just exploded in terms of resources and platforms. And as you've researched this, is there something that keeps sticking out? Like this is the 
you know, this is the one platform that artists need to pay attention to. I keep hearing about Twitch or you just mentioned YouTube uh, tipping. If you're going to spend a lot of your energy, where, where should it be as an artist? I personally think Maestro is a, is a great solution right now. It is a little different in terms of how the other streaming platforms are set up. And I feel like I've looked at all of them. I think I've researched nine to 10 at this point, and there's still a new one that's coming out every two days. Um, I like Maestro because the artist can monetize off of their IP. So the artist is investing in themselves and there is a little bit of an upfront cost. But if let's say you've been streaming for free on Facebook or Instagram and you could make a grand and you can invest that into Maestro, I think it's worth it because the way that Maestro is positioned in comparison to Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and yeah, Twitch and there's tons of Mm -hmm. others is that it's a way for the artists to invest in themselves. So they're able to keep all of the data and they're creating their Mm -hmm. own platform instead of building up a different platform. So for example, yeah, yeah, so exactly. So um, Erica Baidu used it. She was probably the first one. I feel like I saw who was using it. Um, They've done a bunch of other work with festivals, but it's just a way for the artists to have control over all their intellectual property instead of building up a different platform and then mm-hmm. making money off of advertising and growing the platform big. So yeah, I think that one is, is a great option right now. One of the things that we do on this podcast, we ask who are the artists or bands that has your attention at the moment? And then we have a playlist. If you want to add any artists to the sound ladder playlist, we would add them. So if you have anybody off the top of your mind that you think we need to pay attention to, now's your chance to let us know. Daniel Norgren. He is the best. I love that guy. He, (laughs) he is just a a diamond in the rough and I hope that everybody listens to his music or gets to at least see him live one time. He's from Sweden. He, I believe his first show here was at Pickathon and he kind of got discovered there and here KXP and CL supports him heavily, but he is just such a great guy, but such a talented mm-hmm. artist and so eclectic. And his music is fantastic. His uh, Wu Dang was his last album that came out, but all of his albums I think are, are great. And if you're looking for new music, listen to that album. It's great. I love it. Great. Love it. Cool. So if there's a live concert that you want to go to when everything opens back up, what would be the, the next concert? Oh, that's easy for me. I'm a big Ween fan, so it would be Ween. Ween. <laughs> yeah. Do they have anything scheduled? Oh, they did. They were actually supposed to do a tour this summer, and it got moved to next summer. So hopefully I will be able to see them okay. next summer. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Actually, Ween is a good good choice. Are they doing any online streaming? Not that I've seen. No, they haven't. They have no? um, some really cool merch out there, though. They have a chocolate and cheese puzzle 
like a thousand piece puzzle <laughs> yeah, right. that, which is great and they also have some face masks that say it's one of the lyrics in their songs it says please don't let me die and it has the boobish on it but yeah they've definitely got wow. creative on the merchandise side which i think is great because that's what people are buying right now puzzles and masks so <laughs> so the, fu- the future of music creative puzzles and masks <laughs> uh, <love> <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in for a bright, bright uh, future ahead. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and hanker gems. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen many of those, and I've, I, I haven't bought any yeah. of them. So. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. And, uh, you know, we wish you stay healthy. All the best when things start opening up again, and maybe we can... Meet someday face to face or at a concert when uh, when it's all allowed again. Oh, I would love that. Cool, appreciate that. Thanks, Liz. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Do a cold like a Ferris wheel. I'm a spinning tie. My real is.